Hey, mama friend. I'm Amy Cothran. I've been a stay-at-home mom for the past seven years, and I discovered that the best way to raise our future generation is by building up the moms who are home with them. Mama Mindset is a movement, a mission to build a community of stay-at-home moms who want to improve their lives. This podcast will provide inspirational stories from myself, everyday mom guests, and interviews with experts in various fields. The conversations are packed full of authenticity, vulnerability, raw honesty, and tough love. So let's journey through motherhood together with a mama mindset. Hey, mama friend, welcome back to the mama mindset podcast. And as always, I'm your host and creator, Amy Cothran. And today I have a special guest in the studio, dun, 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 my first in-studio guest, which is just the basement, but I have my husband, Brad, here, and what we're going to do today is a little bit of a change. We're going to do a Q&A. Wait, how many questions do you have? We got three questions. Three questions. Okay, so he's going to ask me three questions. I don't know what the questions are, and we're just going to kind of rapid fire answer some of these questions that he feels would be valuable to dads, but also stay-at-home moms in general. So do you want to say hello? Hi guys. (laughs) Okay. So we'll go ahead and we'll just get started. Okay. Okay. Question number one, what do you do to be fully present with your kids? Oh, that's a great question. Okay. So what I do is I have to put my phone away. I think you and I have both had that conversation too. When we're not being fully present, I have to put my phone away for sure. My phone is the biggest distraction from me being present with them. And one of the things that I love to do with the girls, I don't know if you know this even Brad, but like one of the things that I love to do with the girls is color on the days that I'm really struggling. And I got this tip from another mom friend. I can't even take credit for it. I have to go in the classroom or we sit at the table or we sit at the coffee table and we just get a coloring book out and we color. And I absolutely love doing that. So basically it comes back down to like doing something slow, slowing down and being in the moment. The other thing that I do that I really love, and you know that I love this is read aloud time with the girls. Mm -hmm. I love the read aloud time with the girls, especially in the winter, we make it cozy and they're used to it. Now they'll dim the lights. We'll light a candle. So that forces us, both of those actions force me to put my phone away. Both of those actions force me to only pay attention to what I'm doing at that time. And then I can stay present. So good question. And I'm kind of the same phone, big one. And then two, since I'm not with them all day, like I have to shut work off completely and almost like coax myself into being present and listening and engaging. So I'm with you. Okay. Second question. When your spouse (laughs) gets home from work, how long do you wait before you unload everything that's going on in your head? <laughs> oh, <laughs> like 0.001 seconds. <laughs> and then it continues for about uh, the remainder of the night. Does that sound 
Does that sound about right? Sounds about right. <laughs> Man, I try really hard not to That's do not that. It's it's not. <laughs> I know. You know, I think that's that's a really good question. It brings up a lot of really interesting conversations to have because the stay-at-home moms, we're by ourselves, right? We're we're by ourselves all day long and we're listening to tiny toddlers, tiny children or newborn babies and all we want is that adult interaction, especially with us living really rural. I'll, I'll go in the winter time. I don't really leave very often. So I'll go days without actually leaving the house and you get home and I'm like, I call it verbal vomit. I just verbal vomit everything that I have going on in my head all day long, which is a good thing and a bad thing because it overwhelms you. I mean, how does that make you feel? It's a lot, especially when you walk through the door and you don't even have your boots off and it's like, (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. It's too much. I know it's something. And I talk very clearly. I mean, I run a podcast. It's all focused around talking. And so I get home, you get home and I just, and that was a problem during, and I, we've talked about this on the podcast too, but that was a problem with COVID and a lot of the stuff that's going on in the world right now is as moms, we have nothing but time on our hands. All, all we have is time and our own thoughts. And so when your partner or your spouse gets home, you have all these thoughts that have built up all day in your head and you just feel like you have to get it out there just like all over you. And then I regret it and I have to like rein it back in. I have, I have days where I do pretty good, but it is something that we have to constantly work on. It's something that, um, I think a lot of moms, like we don't want to dump that burden onto our, our spouses. It's something to be aware of and the reasons why you're doing it. And if your spouse gets frustrated, like you, we've had conversations about it where it's overwhelming for you sometimes. And so I have to bring that back in. Yeah. So unpack a little bit more. What do you do? What do I do instead? Yeah. Um, really I let the kids, I take, I let the kids take their time with you. Hmm. That gives everybody a pause. Um, that makes me pause and it actually transitions us into you being home better. When I have the kids go to Brad, when I have them go to you, they, it forces me to take a physical pause and then a mental pause too. But if the kids don't get to you first, (laughs) if I get to you first, (laughs) then, um, I, I tend to, that's when I tend to unload a little bit and really just being conscientious of it. Just the other thing that has really helped us too, is if I get to catch up with you during the day, like we usually talk on the phone once a day during your lunch break. Um, just like a quick, almost meeting, like what's Mm -hmm. going on in your day, what's going on in my day. And then we don't have as much. We have to catch up on right when you walk in the door. Yeah. And the other side of that, when I walk through the door, that's my favorite time of day because the kids come running. But if you grab me first and start to unload, then it kind of takes away from that too. Yeah. So, yeah, it's definitely challenging. And as a stay at home mom, like it's definitely one of those areas that's really challenging. We want the kids to have you, but we want to have you too. So, but then from your perspective, you're sharing and shifting your love in, well, four different directions. You have four women in your life that you're trying to shift your direction to. So just, I think just being conscientious of it and communicating about it has been really helpful for us. Yeah. Yep. I like it. All right. Third question. 
Hey, Mama friend, I just wanted to take a second and remind you about my Mama Mindset Reset Challenge. It's absolutely free. There's no cost for this challenge. It's something that I put my heart and soul into, a tool for you to reset your mindset, to start improving your life on your own terms, in your own way, under the constraints of this challenge. It's three phases. It is a challenge. It's supposed to be challenging. It's supposed to help you grow. So if you're curious about it, please hop onto my website, amycothern.com. It explains it in more detail. If you haven't listened to the podcast that does explain it in detail, my words explaining the what, why, and how of the challenge, hop on and listen to that. And then I also have a couple of other tidbits of information on my Instagram page as well. So when do you start the challenge? You start the challenge today. You start it now. There's no sign up. There's no cost. It's only you holding yourself accountable to change your life. That's what we're doing here. We're taking action. We're taking action over our life. So Mama Mindset Reset Challenge, hashtag MMR Challenge. Let me know when you get started. Send me a DM. I'm so excited to bring this to you. If you want your kids to pick up certain habits, what is the number one thing you can do? Do the same habits. <laughs> I mean, I, I'm trying to think like, what have we always done? And, you know, it with for the kids and stuff, it, what I want the girls to do is be better than me. So I need to do those habits myself. And the things that I didn't do as a kid, like for example, making our beds huge. I am so big on making the girls make their beds now because I was never forced to do that. And so as a grown adult, I struggle to make my bed, which is silly. Like mm -hmm. didn't start making my bed till I was in my thirties. That's dumb. So I think just modeling that behavior for the girls and you and I both really try and do that with, you know, leading a healthy lifestyle they see us eating good foods, drinking our waters. We were just talking about that on our hike the other day or after our hike, we mm -hmm. just really want to show them that it's a good thing to take care of your body and that it can be fun. Um, but in order to have those discussions, you actually have to model that behavior too. It's, it's not yeah. enough to just talk about it. I mean, if you, if you want your kids to pick up a healthy habit, there's no better way than to have them watch you do it right. consistently. Right. We, and that's what we talked about that too. Um, every time I work out when they're home, they just want to come hang out. Right. And then they want to try to do something and we can talk about form and how to do it right. And basically they just want to come hang out or when they see you doing yoga, they want to go do it too. Mm -hmm. We don't force them to do it. Right. And then they'll do it for a little bit and they'll get bored and then they'll go do something else. And that's fine. Mm -hmm. But that's something I think that they're going to take with them as they grow up and continue it because it's just the way they were raised and what they do. Yeah. And the thing is, is we don't pressure them to do those things. Yeah. So, you know, part of their daily jobs is making their beds and cleaning their rooms and things like that. But I am the last person to clean my room. And so perfect example, this is a perfect example of all of this happening, right? I take care of everybody else. And the last thing, everybody, I expect everybody to make their beds and clean their rooms. And who's the person that's worst about picking up their room? Me me. The rest of the house is tidy. The rest of the house is clean, but I am always the person that is last to take care of my stuff, which is something that I've been working on. 
But tonight we have a sitter coming tomorrow to help out after school is done. And I'm going to take a couple of hours and get some work accomplished, some of the podcasting stuff. And Olivia tonight, did you hear what she said at bedtime tonight? She's you, I think you would love the room. She said, mom, you can take a little bit of that time and actually pick, have time to pick up your bedroom. (laughs) (laughs) She actually told me I needed to clean my room, but she sees that I'm not taking the time to do it for better or for worse. You know, she gives, they give me grace for sure, but they see like, I'm not doing it, but yet I'm expecting them to do it. Um, So that's the one area that I slack in, in expecting them to do those things. I do make my bed. We do make the bed every day though. So um, yeah. So I think modeling that behavior for them is really important. And Olivia is one that struggles to clean her room. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, if I got my shit together and started cleaning up my room and everybody else's room in the house is clean, but hers or her side, because her and Gracie share a room. My guess is that she would probably be a little more diligent about it. Yeah. Actions speak louder than words. I mean, if you do it, I'll do it. Yeah, exactly. That's, I mean, that's what I think. You can have the chore list and you can tell them to do all these things, but unless you're going out and, you know, feeding the dog, for example, is on the girls' chore lists. But where did Gracie learn to feed the dog first and foremost? She learned to feed the dog from us feeding the dog. And then she wanted to help with it. So we allowed her to help with it. And then smoke started to kind of bond with her and he started listening with her. And so by modeling that good behavior as dog owners, Gracie wanted to participate in that love and that process. So then we put that on her task list on her jobs. And then Olivia wanted to start helping with it. So then now they switch on and off who does that. And now Lily wants to be participating in it. So that's really like simplifying the example, Mm -hmm. but it's, you know, simplifying that down to them being like interested in doing that by the age of one or two, Lily will pack a broom around and she'll want to clean and help out. And that's all modeled by by us taking care of the house and loving the things that we're around. Yeah. And it'll be interesting when they get older too, because if we don't do what we're asking them to do, they're not going to do it. Right. I mean, they're just going to be like, well, you don't do it. I'm not right. going to do it. Right. Yeah. So. Well, and we've talked about that with drinking. Mm-hmm. How are we going to expect the girls to make healthy habits and smart choices? If we're every single event that we're at every single night or whatever, we're drinking and consuming alcohol. I mean, that just, it just doesn't make sense because they, they, they know what, what is in their environment and what they're surrounded by. Yeah, exactly. So, okay. Do you have any more questions? Three, our three three rapid fire questions. Okay. Well, thank you. Thank you for coming on the show Mm -hmm. today, Brad. (laughs) Um, Okay. Well, this was really fun. I think we're going to try and do this a little more often. If you guys have any questions, please let me know. I think we're going to try and do some Q and a from like a dad's perspective, you Mm -hmm. know, like a day in the life of a stay at home mom questions from dad. So if any of your husbands or spouses out there have questions from a dad's perspective, I would love to answer them. And we can just open that dialogue up for dads to kind of know what's going on in our heads, you know, what's going in our heads. I loved the question about us, um, me, how long it takes me to unload on you when you get in, because you want to know what's going on in my head. So we'll probably try and do a couple of those. So if you like today's episode, please share it on your social media. That helps us out so much. That helps me so, so much. That being said, 
Thank you so much for listening today. And please remember that I believe in you. I care about you. And I'm so incredibly proud of you. We are so incredibly proud of all of the moms out there. Thank you so much for listening today. We look forward to talking to you again soon. Bye guys. Hey mama. Thank you for joining me in today's conversational journey on the mama mindset. If you found value in this episode, please be sure to share it with another mama friend. Another way for us to build this community and help me bring you free quality content is by leaving me a rating and review on iTunes. I bring you new episodes every Monday and Thursday, so be sure to hit the subscribe button so you don't miss any. If you'd like to continue the conversation, I encourage you to join the Mama Mindset Facebook group, and I also bring you inspirational and educational content through Instagram as well. As always, please remember that I believe in you, I care about you, and I am so incredibly proud of you. Thank you so much for listening today, and I look forward to talking to you again soon.